by Gods and Kings takes place in the world of Dunai and is based on the tabletop RPG. For more information on the tabletop RPG or for more information on the world of Dunai, please visit our website www.bygodsandkings.com. Chapter 1 Under Orders of the God You find yourself standing in an area with a large sun shining down on a stark white ground. No signs of vegetation or even grass can be seen as the entire ground is constructed of stone. Large buildings are evenly distributed along the white ground and, between every few sets of buildings, an open area that is slightly recessed into the ground sits. In these areas, spears, swords, shields, and other weapons and armor rest neatly against the sides and the warriors constantly spar with one another. You stand next to one of these pits, watching warriors scream from above them as two of their allies fight one another for sport. Both men, wearing shining suits of white armor, swing their weapons at one another. The one on the left wields a small club with a white handle and silver mallet, while the other one on the right wields a staff with similar markings. The two slam their weapons into one another, parrying them with each of the soldiers around the area, cheering them on. At the far end, you see a man that is far larger than the rest around him. He towers over his compatriots and casts a shadow on the pit beneath him. Don't let up, screams a large man as he crosses his arms in front of his chest. This battle doesn't end until one of you at least makes contact with the other. The two warriors in the arena below continue to spar with one another with the staff wielder swinging his staff overhead in an attempt to reach his opponent. The club wielding warrior appears to be more spry and nimble. He leaps away from the large staff with his club drawn, staring intently at his opponent. He holds out his club and channels a bolt of lightning from the sky, bringing it down into his club. It glows radiantly as he swings it toward his opponent. A ball of lightning leaps from the club and bounces along the ground, making contact with the staff wielder's chest. That's really not what I had in mind mutters the burly man from atop the pit. Zalara, I was not intending on either of you utilizing any of your abilities or knowledge. Zalara, the younger of the two warriors in the pit, looks up at the much larger man while standing in his shadows. You never said we couldn't, he states arrogantly. Besides, you've always told us to use everything at our disposal. The forces of the other gods will not play by a defined set of rules. The larger man scoffs as Zalara walks out of the pit to stand beside him. Zalara is much younger and smaller than the man before him. His blonde hair is shaggy and waves in the gentle breeze that blows through the area. His armor is pristine and shows no signs of scuffs or marks of damage. Perhaps you would like to enter the pit and spar someone who is a bit more advanced and has actually fought in a battle. The younger Zalara looks up to the bright sun and shines down on them before looking back at the burly man before him. You don't realize how good you actually are unless you challenge yourself against the best, Pendle. Zalara states confidently, Anytime you'd like... I would appreciate testing my skills against someone as battle-tested as you are. Boy, I've seen loads more conflict than you can imagine. I've spent years fighting along other seraphim in the War of the Gods, and I've seen warriors like you come and go. You're the type of soldier who will meet his end from either overthinking something or rushing in too quickly. You don't have the metal to be a seraphim, and you are, without question, an absolute waste of essence. Zalara looks up at Pendle and grins. I can't wait to show you how wrong you are. Pendle scoffs and steps away from the younger warrior, leaving him with the rest of the soldiers who watched his sparring match. Zalara is pat on the back by the soldiers as they walk past him, congratulating him on a well-fought match with his opponent waiting for the end. The two embrace warmly before the staff wielder walks away, leaving Zalara alone in the pit. The other fighters and warriors from other areas come through, all looking at the young seraphim as he keeps to himself. The sun starts to set over the buildings to the west with Zalara still hanging around the sparring pits. He sits down at the edge of the pit and lets his feet dangle from the slope. The moons of Dunai rise above Dolbach, the realm of Darien and the home of the Seraphim. Stars shine down on the white ground and illuminate the sparring pits with Zalara still hanging his feet down the slope. His club rests on the side of his waist while he gazes into the starry sky. 
He closes his eyes for a moment and meditates, reflecting on the past years of his life. Zalara did not know who he was prior to his creation, much like any essence who becomes a warrior and servant of a god. He possessed no recollection or inkling to who he once was, and while this did not bother him, it did occasionally cause him pause. Many of the Seraphim served Darien prior to their resurrection in Dolbach. They kept their memories and their sense of identity. They were considered to be some of the strongest of all the Seraphim, with Pendle being one of them. Zalara was considered by many of his contemporaries to be one of the most gifted warriors when it came to accessing the knowledge and powers of Darien. His ability to channel lightning from the sky and conjure it from the energy around him brought him respect instantly, though Pendle and others like him disagreed. On your feet, Seraphim, announces a friendly voice from behind him. She wears the same armor he does, though with a spear on her back. Her hair is dark and her complexion tanned, but her physique is immaculate. Zalara glances up and smiles at his ally. Fidelios, how can I be of assistance? You've been summoned to the grand chambers of our lord, she states regally. Darien wishes to have a word with you. Really? asks Zalara as he springs to his feet. Do you happen to know why? Fidelios shrugs her shoulders. I'm afraid I do not. That's fine, says Zalara as he looks down the path toward the large building at the inn that housed their god. I'm sure it has something to do with my attitude toward one of his pets. Fidelius pats Solara on the shoulder and walks with him along the path. The moon shined down on the path with the stars illuminating the night sky. With each step, the two young seraphim enjoy each other's company. The building at the end of the path is the Grand Chamber of Darien, the God of Order. Large statues line the path leading up to the building, all of Darien in various positions, but consistently looking regal and grandiose. Solara exhales slowly as he reaches the steps of the Grand Chamber with Adelios standing beside him. What happened earlier between you and Pendle? She asked. Some of the others were speaking about how Pendle may try to put you in your place. I welcome that opportunity. It'd be fantastic to test my skills, states Zalar with a roguish grin. Pendle did not appreciate me using the knowledge of Darien in my sparring match earlier. Our enemies don't follow any certain sets of rules, quips Adelios. And that's what I told him, but he still did not appreciate it. It's as if when anyone challenges him, he bristles up and doesn't like it, agrees Zalara. He looks up into the archway that leads into Darien's chamber before turning back to Adelios. I do enjoy our chats, but I'm afraid I shouldn't leave Darien waiting. Adelios bows slightly. It's been a pleasure, Zolara. I do hope your chat with our god is fruitful. I do as well, he replies. Zolara turns away from Adelios and walks up the stairs. With each step, the thought of what was to come fills his mind. Zolara is nervous, and justifiably so. Having a meeting with Darien was rare and either resulted in a tongue lashing or deployment. After his earlier encounter with Pendle, Zolaria believes it to be the prior. He steps up off of the stairs and onto the landing with two large statues of the God of Order looking down on him with two seraphim sentries standing guard at the gate. Zolara walks forward slowly and presents himself to the two women before him. The sentries, seraphim who specialize in the defense of Dolbach, are hardened warriors who refrain from speaking unless spoken to. Their bodies are stiff and their movements are deliberate. The two sentries step to the side and allow Zolara access through the gate and into the chamber. Once inside the chamber, the stark white ground changed to a lush, wooden floor. A red carpet runner leads to a set of large double doors with golden handles. On both sides of the runner, statues and columns line the path, and on both sides of the room, a door on each side is guarded by sentries. Zolar moves along the red path quickly, turning his head to see the sentries on both sides staring at him with each step. They are aware of his presence and his invitation to meet with their god, but their duty is to protect him at all costs. At the end of the runner, the large doors await Zolar with a single sentry standing firm. Zolara smiles at the sentry, who returns nothing but a cold glare. The sentry stares for a brief moment before stepping to the side and opening up the door for the young seraphim. Ah, there he is! shouts an excited Darien. Zolara looks into the room to see his god, Darien, standing in front of a golden throne with statues and busts of himself all around. He is a slender man with short, blonde hair and a matching goatee. 
He wears a golden tunic with white pants and a matching sash. To the side of the throne, Pendle awaits with his arms crossed and a sulk across his face. Darien moves away from his throne and towards Zalara with his arms outstretched. The doors behind the young seraphim close as his god places his hands on his shoulders and gazed into his eyes. I've been watching your progress over the past few years, since your essence was selected to become one of our mighty seraphim. Zalara's eyes open up wide as the god of order's hands are touching him. Thank you, mutters Zalara. How can I be of assistance, my lord? Darien moves his hands and turns toward Pendle. I'm sure you're aware of the constant state of strife that makes up Dunai, right? He asks Zalara rhetorically, continuing on before Zalara can even give a hint of an answer. The War of the Gods, this exercise in futility, takes a heavy toll on the population of Dunai, and it is up to us to finally bring it to an end, to the right end. Darien's turned back towards Zalara and places his hands on his hips. I won't waste too much of your time, Zalara, because we do not have that much of it. What can you tell me about Solaria? Zalara gathers his thoughts briefly. It is the home of Nerilil, the goddess of illumination. It is a barren desert filled with creatures that can only thrive in intense heat and darkness does not ever descend upon it. That is correct, Darien states emphatically. You see, it is not uncommon for the Seraphim, or any god's army for that matter, to invade another god's realm. Honestly, I'd prefer it that way. If Malaris's demons only came to Dolbach and stayed out of Dunai, I feel the war could have already ended. All of the gods have finite number of resources and when a seraphim dies, their essence cannot be transformed into anything but sustenance, cannot be used for the creation of another being. Unfortunately, the souls of Dunai can be turned into our soldiers. By waging war in the main realm, all of the gods are given access to a great number of resources and eventually, there is a real likelihood we can end our supply. Darien pauses his noble monologue for a moment to sip from a golden chalice beside his throne. The red liquid flows from the chalice while Zalara tries his best to grasp what is about to be asked of him. He averts his eyes over to Pendle briefly, who still appears perturbed at his presence being there. Zalara smiles at Pendle and turns back to Darien as he places the chalice back on the table. We have to end this war sooner rather than later, and we have to end it outside of the main realm, continues Darien. I have come into possession of something that can do that, and Zalara... I will need you to assist Pendle in carrying out my orders. Zalara's eyes widen as he hears the words come from the mouth of his god. You want me to assist Pendle? He asks curiously. I do, answers Darien. You see, there are more gifted and trained seraphim who could assist Pendle in this, which is why he appears to be somewhat beside himself. He doesn't feel that you are up to the challenge, but I've been keeping an eye on your training. You've been able to master my knowledge far sooner than any other seraphim has, and I think this is the perfect mission for you to show just how good you really are. He's not ready for something like this, my lord, inserts Pendle. He's ready, retorts Darien. Besides, he's going to be assisting you. You're the warrior who will have to be ready. Darien folds his arms across his chest and looks at Pendle. You are the seraphim, Pendle, who will drive the godkiller into the heart of Nerilil and end this awful war. Zalara tilts his head slightly upon hearing Darien's orders to Pendle. We are going to kill a god. How is that possible, he asks. Darien shifts towards Zalara and smirks. I told you, I've come into possession of a way to end a god's life. Do not worry yourself with its origins or its creation, or even how I came about getting it. Just know that I have it, and I will be handing it to Pendle so that the goddess of illumination, Nerilil, meets her end tomorrow night. Pendle looks up at the ceiling of the grand room and sighs before tilting his head down to look upon the smaller Zalara. Darien wants you to assist me in getting into her fortress and fighting off any of the soulbone that we come across. At the same time, several battalions of Seraphim will be striking at the heart of her fortress with the hopes that all the Soulbone will be focused upon that, and you and I will be able to slip in unnoticed. So we're to sneak into the fortress of Nerilil and kill her while she is distracted, asks Zalara. That is correct, confirms Darien. That is correct, confirms Darien. 
You and Pendle will leave here at once and head through the caves and into the realm of Solaria. Once there, you will sneak through the deserts and make your way to her fortress while the rest of the Seraphim soldiers will arrive a few hours later to a much more grandiose and violent setting. If all goes well, the War of the Gods will be concluded tomorrow and we will be victorious. Zalara gazes over at Pendle who nods at him. The burly Pendle steps forward to Zalara and places his hand on the young Seraphim's back and leads him away. Come, there is no time to prepare. We must make haste. Zalara goes willingly with Pendle out of the Grand Chambers without saying another word to his god. He has a great many more questions, but upon Pendle's insistence, they will not be answered. The sentries close the doors behind them and they walk along the runner and eventually make it to the outside, where the two moons of Denai shine down upon the realm of Dolbach. Zalara and Pendle stand at the top of the stairs and breathe slowly while gazing up at the night sky. This may be our last time to see this. You may want to take it in, announces Pendle as he sets his gaze to the two moons. You never realize just how beautiful the two moons are until you are able to take a few seconds to gander at them. We're going to see them again, Pendle, states Zalara confidently. Pendle looks down at the young Seraphim and smirks. And when we get back to Dolbach, you're giving me that sparring match. For the first time ever in front of Zalara, Pendle openly laughs. I accept your challenge, he replies. The two walk down the stairs and toward the caves at the end of the city, their mission having already begun. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.